0: Let's turn in God's word to the book of Philippians and chapter three, and we will read verses one through nine. Or excuse me, one through twenty-one, and uh, Philippians chapter three. Philippians chapter three, verse one. These are God's words. If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin. And Hebrew of Hebrews is touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ." A doubtless, I, "...and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dumb, that I may win Christ, and be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection." and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in any thing ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained... Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so, as ye have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto His glorious body, according to the working whereby He is able even to subdue all things unto Himself." Those are God's words. This chapter begins through verse 3 with the the warning of the Judaizers that still want to continue and implement, even amongst the Gentiles, the Old Testament, Old Covenant laws, even the sign of the Old Covenant of circumcision to be applied. But that we know has been done away with and replaced. We heard a little bit of that this morning. Then through verse 8... The Apostle proposes his own example and the great privilege of being Jewish, which he rejected for the sake of Christ. His love for Christ was more important than remaining in that former state or exalting in that former state, which we are all encouraged as well to turn from that old creature to the new and to put off the old and put on the new in Christ. And then through verse 16, uh, to continual uh, pushing and pressing on to know Christ and the power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His sufferings, and the calling of the Bride of Christ uh, and all of us to be united in Christ. And then the end of the chapter, we are to beware of the wicked and follow not their example, but follow the Apostle's example who is... Uh, setting an example of himself following after Christ. And the end, he says, of the wicked is eternal destruction, but the end of those who follow Christ is communion with Christ. Even talking in the very last about our resurrection that we've studied in Sabbath school. I'd like to point you to verse 1 because it does... Instruct us and prepare us for the sermon this evening. It says, finally, my my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. And this also is instructive from what we'll hear this evening as well. To write the same things to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous. But for you it is safe. And that's important to recall... And to hear again, some people in the church like to criticize preachers and they'll say, well, you preached the gospel last Lord's day, but, you know, we don't need to hear the gospel every week. We want to hear other things. Or, you taught on that a couple months ago, we don't need to hear that again. We don't need to hear these things that God has done many times in the past. And here, the apostle Paul says, it is not grievous to do that. It is safe for you. And we're going to see how it is safe for us. Because it leads to rejoicing in the Lord. And that's what we're going to hear this evening in Habakkuk. and in God's providence He gave us Philippians to remind us of that. Well, let's pray. Our gracious Father, once again we're thankful for Your good providence that brings us to Your Word once again that We have been hearing and will hear this evening again. And we're thankful that we get to hear it again. Of the great need and always having a good reason to rejoice for those of us who are in union with Jesus Christ. And Father, may we recollect and remember what You have done. And to bring us to rejoice in the Lord again. Rejoice in You. Our Father, we do pray that You would turn us from the wickedness of this world. Turn us from our sins. Grant us righteousness in Christ Your Son. And Father, we plead that You would purify Your Bride. Purify us, Father. We. Uh, We even see this evening less people than there were this morning. And we need to be purified. And just that alone. We see those who have forsaken uh, coming to worship this morning and today. And celebrating the Lord's Supper to do other things. Father, we pray that You would convict them in their hearts and they would turn back to You from their sins. And Father, we're thankful for Your Word. We're thankful for the Bride, the Church, even those that sin against us. Our Father, we know that we are united to them in Christ. Having that communion with one another here, we're called again to be like-minded united, in, in here in Philippians 2 and 3 now, be of the same mind. And how can we be of the same mind except that we study Your Word to be of the same mind, that we would follow after You. And so make us united in the truth and thereby purify us. And make us to be iron sharpening iron. Make us to be one as You are one. Father, we're thankful that You have given us this place to worship in. We're grateful and thankful to You that You've provided it, even these of the Southview Church, to extend their uh, hospitality to us here. pray that You would work in their hearts and bless them and grant to them Your Word and salvation, Including sanctification, even to their children. We pray that you would bless them. And uh, Father, we know that there is a vast division theologically between us and them. Father, we ask that you would unite us as one. And uh, you can do this, for all things are possible with you. For you have sanctified us and reformed our theology, and I'm certain that You have done so with them, but we pray that You would do so for all of us and unite us together as one. And we pray that for the whole entire church throughout the world, that You would reform us in our doctrine, that we would become more and more in line with Your Word, and not our preferences, and not our traditions, but to put off all those things that we would have Your Word and follow You. And thereby unite the church, which will happen at some point. We look forward to that, even if it be after we are long gone and uh, our bodies are in the grave. Uh, Father, we pray for it now. And pray for the growth of Your kingdom and the spread of the Gospel. And so use us as we carry that two-edged sword that You speak uh, even from heaven, and cause your the, the, your word to be upon our lips, to be in, on our lips, in prayer, to be on our lips, even when we speak with others in the church and outside the church, that many would turn from their sins to you in the church and outside for your glory and so grow us in number. As well, Father, not for our own glory, again for Yours, but as well we pray that You would grow us in holiness and righteousness for Your name's sake, for Your glory. And we pray that You would make us to be a giving people. As we look at our finances, Father, we see that after hearing about the need for us to be a giving people according to Your commandment and Your Word, there was much, and we give you praise for this, we, there was much giving above and beyond what there was in the past, and yet slowly over this year it has dwindled more and more. And I'm not sure why that is, but you know. But we do pray that we would be a giving people, a people who love you, who people who love your worship, and to be together, to hear the gospel proclaimed, and so provide for your people, and provide for our families, uh, that you would be glorified, and that you would be worshipped even in our giving to you. Not that you need money, but you are the giver of all good and perfect gifts. You own a cattle on a thousand hills. You have no need of any finances or things that we have. But you have blessed us. We pray that you would bless your church and provide for her. It's amazing to us, perhaps, as we consider the many other churches that are so easily funded and uh, giving is great, and yet the gospel is not even proclaimed there. And how much more should we long to hear the gospel proclaimed and uh, give? And so, we work that in all of our hearts. Father, we also pray that You would um, give to us Your Word and not take it away from us. We know that we are undeserving of the Word to continue to come to us, to hear it, even to grow from it. We're not worthy. But show mercy to us, Your people, revive Your church and reform her, and turn us once again to You from our sins. We pray that You'll be with uh, Jesus, the Palafox family, that you would heal them of their sicknesses. We ask as well that you would uh, grant to Vanessa better sleep uh, for the sake of her, her own body and mind and heart, and her, for her the sake of her work with the children at school. Uh, as well, Father, for the sake of her baby in the womb. And uh, we pray as well. In the next month, uh, as that interview with Wonder comes up in uh, in uh, overseas, there that you would bless that interview and that he would be able to be approved to come uh, as soon as possible, if it would be your will. That uh, he would even be here for the birth of his child. And we long for that, and I'm sure he does, and I know Vanessa does. Uh, so make that happen, if it would be your will. We plead for your mercy in this, and grace, it's not good for man to be alone, it's not good for Vanessa to be alone, nor wonder, and so we pray that they would be united again. And uh, Father, we ask as well that you would cause this nation to turn unto you, that they would love you, and uh, turn from its wickedness and waywardness, for we see great judgments on the horizon, even judgments that have already come. And so, Father, we pray that You would spare Your people and show mercy if it would be Your will. But we understand that judgment ought to come and it will come uh, if, if we do not turn. And so turn us by Your Spirit to You and cause this nation to covenant with Christ Your Son. And all these things, Father, we ask for Your help. We ask for Your name to be praised and glorified, whether in... Uh, worshiping You or whether in You bringing Your judgments at the right time. May Your name be praised. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.